Good morning. I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Monday, September 19th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the readout on President Joe Biden's 60 Minutes interview last night. Number two, the latest on Ukraine aid. And number three, Tom Emmer on who will be the next Ways and Means chairman. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, Yesterday, President Joe Biden featured on 60 Minutes uh, talking about a variety of different things uh, that could potentially impact even what's happening uh, up on the Hill this week when it comes to COVID funding and other stuff. Uh, It was a pretty bombshell interview. Yeah, it was. Um, First of all, the president suggested that the pandemic was over, which is um, would be a surprise to many people in his administration who have who have not said the pandemic is over. Um, And his administration's asking for billions of dollars in COVID aid. And um, so, yeah, the pandemic is still happening, it seems. But in Joe Biden's mind over uh, at the moment. Uh, Any thoughts on that, Anna? Yeah, I mean, he's certainly trying to thread the needle, right? Democrats have been hammered. He doesn't do a good job threading the needle here. (laughs) I I agree. I'm just saying, I think when you look at the context of what he's working with is Democrats are facing an election some, you know, 50-ish days from today. And there are a lot of Americans who are frustrated with the response now, the fact that schools were shut, their kids are now going back to school, they're facing the impact of that. They're, you know, they're, 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 clearly the economy uh, is having issues right now. And so trying to project this kind of rosy outlook by saying, you know, people are back, they're not wearing masks. At the same time, you know, as you note, uh, you know, people are dying. People have many, many senators, even as recently as last week, had COVID. So it's not as if this is this is you know kind of oh we're all it's in the rearview mirror. And and certainly when it comes to and we're going to talk about in the number two story of the morning when it comes to the amount of money that this administration is seeking, it really it's a hard way to kind of argue both sides. You know, I will I will say that uh, you know just as a side note, and we can continue back on Biden's sixty minutes appearance in a second. I do think that um, it'll be interesting to see in the election, and we won't know this empirically, but we I just think the exhaustion with COVID policies and uh, is something to keep an eye on in the election. I mean, I've seen just in my own life, I've seen people who parents who have been, um, you know, just basically suggesting they are a one-issue voter against COVID restrictions in schools now, um, which I just think that's very interesting. And I think that's something worth keeping an eye on as we get. And we are exactly, Anna, 50 days until the election. Um, and it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that as well. And one other interesting thing from the the 60 Minutes interview is the president, not even suggested, said flat out that the United States would defend Taiwan in the case of an attack by China. Now, we have long had what we what the United States calls strategic ambiguity about. about it's such an incredible term. It's a great term. Think that, about it. I think I'm going to use that in my life, Anna. We have, right? It's we, a, it's we a have very a Washington term. Only Washington could come up with that. And that's the strategy. We have. A, I know we have a Punchbowl News staff meeting later this morning. <laughs> Maybe if you ask me a question on that, I will be strategically ambiguous with my answers. But, you know, this is he, he he said yes the united states would defend taiwan if um 
if attacked by China. Um, and there was one other, you know, there was one other interesting thing. Uh, the president was was strategically ambiguous about, which is whether he'll run for re-election uh, in 2024. Now, his White House has said time and time again it is his intention to run for re-election. Um, he basically said he hasn't made his decision yet. And um, we don't get into that in the newsletter this morning. Everyone else is going to probably write about that. We're not spending a ton of time on it, but I thought that was interesting. Absolutely. Two other quick things to just note um, that are going to be big news for us this week that we are following. Mega banks are going to be on the Hill. Uh, the CEOs of the nation's largest banks will testify before the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday, followed by a twofer by the Senate Banking Committee on Thursday. Um, these kinds of hearings are always very interesting, especially given what's happening uh, at the Fed and interest rates um, and just kind of overall the, the economic picture going to be something interesting uh, to see what they say uh, there as well as the House Republican leadership. I know, Jake, you are going to be really dialed into this one. They're going to be heading to the Pittsburgh area Friday to unveil their election season agenda dubbed the Commitment to America. GOP lawmakers will get a sneak peek at that document Thursday during a meeting in D.C. Yeah, uh, that's an election season document. Uh, we've made clear that we don't, um, you know, it's good to keep an eye on. Uh, we are going to write about it this week. But, um, you know, these things are are typically aimed at um providing some context should Republicans take the majority on what they might do. The Pledge to America, 12 years old, uh, came out the last time Republicans took the majority. Um, it, it was useful in the sense that it laid out benchmarks for how Republicans would govern. Uh, we expect the same thing here. We'll be writing about it this week. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning, the agenda. Democrats are seeking $12 billion for Ukraine as the government funding talks continue, this, of course, um, is going to be something to watch given what the situation in Ukraine and the offensive efforts that they've been able to uh, make in the last uh, you know, week plus uh, in terms of some real progress after a, a, a tough and, and continuing to be a tough fought battle. Yeah, there's a lot to consider here. $12 billion for Ukraine. So the big deal is Republicans have suggested that they are for more money for Ukraine, but defense money. They are not they have been cooled to economic aid, to other sorts of aid that might go to the government in Kiev. Um, but you have to, yeah, I assume, just based on my conversations with the Senate Republican leadership, that they are uh, will not have a problem with getting support for a military funding package for Ukraine. Now, but this all gets wrapped up in what else is in this this continuing resolution. Now, Republicans have been against more COVID aid. The Biden comments on the pandemic being over will just provide them more fodder, I would say, um, because they'll say, listen, the president says the pandemic's over. Why do you need more money? Um, and then also permitting reform, Anna. This is a big deal. Uh, Joe, Joe Manchin has cut a deal with Chuck Schumer in, in return for his support for the Inflation Reduction Act. He wants a permitting reform uh, uh, package as in the continuing resolution 
it seems that it's teetering. Um, I don't know how they're going to get it done. The Republicans have their own permitting reform bill. I assume they're going to be. They could work out some sort of negotiate, some sort of compromise package. But that needs to happen. It needs to happen now. The um, and I, I just time is running short, Anna. It's the nineteenth. We, you know, thirty days has September, so we are eleven days ahead of the government funding deadline. Next week, two days off for uh rosh hashanah the jewish new year um i don't it just time is running really short so they have to get they have to get going on this thing or else it's gonna they're gonna run into problems it is certainly going to be interesting congress rarely moves until it absolutely has to so again no expectation for a government shutdown but this looks like it will once again come down to uh right to the wire right to the wire Let's go to the number three story of the morning. Hey, uh, a a fun item here. Uh, Gavel grab. We've got some news. NRCC chair Tom Emmer said at a Florida fundraiser, Representative Vern Buchanan, the Republican of Florida, will be the next top Republican on the House Ways and Means Committee. That may be news to uh, the the Smiths. Both (laughs) Jason Smith of Missouri and Adrian Smith of Nebraska are also vying for that slot. But Emmer confident to donors that Buchanan is going to be the next chair. Yeah, listen, I so here's here's what's interesting to me. Um, I I came across this reporting yesterday, I believe it was, um, and uh, checked in with with Emmer World, which says he is actually still neutral in this race. I find that hard to believe. Wow. It doesn't. <laughs> Maybe doesn't, he's being strategically ambiguous. Yeah, he's being strategically ambiguous. He's actually not. Um, but here's the problem for Emmer. I mean, Buchanan has given lots of money to the NRCC this cycle in in hopes of being the Ways and Means, top Republican on Ways and Means. But so is Jason Smith. So if, if Jason Smith... If Emmer is backing Buchanan, which again he says he's not, then what the hell is Jason Smith giving money to the NRCC for? Um, so this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting to hear Jason Smith's reaction to this. Listen, Buchanan and Smith are neck and neck for this for this position. Um, uh, Adrian Smith is making his case as well. Um, I, I would I would argue that. Uh, uh, Smith, Jason Smith, sorry, and Vern Buchanan are really the two front runners. Although it's all pretty close, so uh, interesting comments from Vern Buch- from from Tom Emmer at Vern Buchanan's home in Longboat Key, Florida. Which uh, you know, listen, if you go into someone's house, you got to say they're going to be the next chair of the Ways and Means Committee. <laughs> Maybe we we'll see how this plays out. Uh, certainly, an interesting ripple in this race we've been covering closely. Um, just a quick reminder before we let you go tomorrow morning. Senate Republican Whip John Thune, Republican of South Dakota, is going to be talking news of the day, uh, the economy, jobs, small businesses uh, at The Roost with us at 9 a.m. We are looking forward to that. You can RSVP at our events hub uh, to attend. There's also breakfast, always a always a good uh, supplement for coming to an early morning event here in Washington. You can also stream that online as well. Um, and with that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share the Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to f- uh, to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News' free AM newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.